All right, guys, so welcome back to another episode of the Fairly Lame Podcast. As always, my name is Dom, and this is your home of good environmental news from all around the world. This is episode 71, and as always, for a uh, quick little overview of the stories that I've got for you guys this week, we'll start off by learning about a local Italian fisherman who is dropping marble sculptures into the water to stop illegal fishing. Then we'll look at the world's largest wooden wind turbine, a replica Formula E race car that's just been made out of e-waste, and then we'll finish up with how we can use moss and lichens to assess air quality throughout a city. And I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has been sending in their good news stories. Most of them do come in through Instagram DMs, but uh, I think I mentioned it either last episode or the episode before that, that now on Spotify, if you listen there, you can now submit your stories Uh, When you click on the episode, there should be a little text box or something that you can insert either the link uh, to the story or the video, or if you just want to, uh, you know, give a bit of a description of it, that would be a great place to do that as well. Uh, Or in the YouTube comment sections, if you're watching here on YouTube. Um, But yeah, because honestly, it is a massive help, not only just having more eyes out there, you know, scour the internet, but also a lot of you guys can speak languages that I can't. I'm pretty flat out with English, as you could probably tell most of the time. Um, So yeah, it is a massive, massive help. uh, And I'm sure all the other listeners appreciate it as they're getting to learn all this great news along with me uh, and you guys. So uh, with that out of the way, let's get into our first story, which like I said, is about how marble statues are being dropped into the ocean off the coast of Italy to combat illegal fishing. So the initiative was started by local Italian fisherman who saw firsthand the devastating impact that bottom trolling was having not only on small scale fishermen but also the marine ecosystem. For some background, bottom trawling involves dragging a massive net across a seafloor that captures absolutely everything in its path, and as heavy weights are needed to keep the net on the seabed, it also flattens all the natural habitat and tears out any vegetation. So to fight back, he came up with the idea of dropping massive sculptures into the ocean that would make it pretty much impossible for illegal fishermen to drag their nets through the area as they'd just get snagged. He wrote to a nearby quarry who ended up donating the marble blocks and then reached out to some world-renowned artists to turn the underwater barrier into an underwater museum. Emily Young was one of them, who is regarded as one of the greatest living stone sculptors, and they said that over time the pieces will be unrecognisable as they'll be transformed into lush reefs in a previously desolate area of the sea. And so far enough, sculptures have been dropped to protect a total of 34,000 acres of seagrass meadows and other fish habitat, all without any assistance from the government. If you guys want to donate, I am not affiliated whatsoever. This has nothing to do with me. I'm not getting any clips, anything like that. I just thought I'd give you guys the opportunity. So I have left the link down below if you want to check them out. Um, But of course, absolutely no pressure to. Nothing to do with me. Again, just wanted to uh, put it out there. Now, the next story I've got for you guys is about how wind turbines are now being made out of wood. And the largest one that's ever been built has just started producing electricity. Approximately 90% of a conventional steel wind turbine is recyclable, but as during the manufacturing stage, a large amount of energy is required to make the steel, there was definitely room for improvement. So, a Swedish startup called Modvion came up with a 345 foot tall wooden alternative that instead of releasing carbon actually stores it as whilst the trees were growing, they were sucking in CO2. 
The wall of the tower is made out of 144 layers of spruce that are arranged in a way to control the strength and flexibility of the structure and on the outside it has the same coating as conventional wind turbines to protect it from the elements. And another major selling point is that the wooden ones are made in smaller modules that are designed to be assembled on site, which is a massive win as previously having to drive the giant towers to the location was a substantial constraint as to how tall they could be. One of the biggest investors in the company is the renewable energy giant Vestas, which has installed the most wind power around the world, and they say that they see tremendous potential for taller turbines, with wood being well suited to play a role. And already Modvion is looking to build another even taller wind turbine, as well as a facility that will be able to produce 100 of them per year. And so moving on from that, next we're going to have a look at a replica Formula E race car that has been made entirely of e-waste. So Formula E is like F1 except with electric cars and it acts as a testing ground for the latest EV technology, but as we are already throwing out millions of pounds of electronic waste every year, one team wanted to build a replica car out of it. The car is called Recover E and it was made out of things like iPhones, laptops, Wii controllers, heaps of circuit boards, a Nintendo Switch as the steering wheel and the drivetrain from an abandoned beach buggy. All of the items used were donated by school kids from Manchester in the UK who also created their own miniature models including some pretty cool ones made out of circuit boards as well as old keyboards and toys. Envision Racing is the team behind it and they say that on top of their work testing new battery technology, they're also on a mission to tackle e-waste and ensure the materials from old electronics are extracted and reused. And the purpose of this project is to highlight that we are projected to throw out 75 million tonnes of e-waste by 2030 and to get people thinking about all the creative ways we could recycle the materials. And as an organisation, so far Envision has been certified as carbon neutral and their work has led to over 50,000 individuals pledging to either repair, donate, sell or recycle their used electronics. And finally, for the last story on this week's episode, we'll have a look at how scientists are analysing moss and lichens for a cheap way to monitor the air quality of neighbourhoods. So as lichens and moss absorb nutrients and water from the air, they also act as little sponges that capture pollution from nearby vehicles, power plants and factories, which means that you can analyse them to see how the air quality varies within a city. And one great example of this being done is in Portland, Oregon, where as due to high-tech air monitors costing $150,000 per year, the city only had one, but wanting to map air pollution on a smaller scale, scientists turned to moss. They collected samples from all across the city and they identified an area around a stained glass factory that had unusually high levels of arsenic, which a follow-up investigation found to be 150 times higher than the state's health benchmarks. And that discovery led to the creation of new environmental laws in the area, a major crackdown on all the companies that were emitting air toxins, and the purchase of more air monitors for the city. Similar success has also been seen by the Duamish Valley community in Seattle who said that they always knew who the polluters were and thanks to the moss and the work of volunteer youth scientists they were finally able to prove it. And their findings led to a follow-up investigation from the regional air agency that was guided by the local community to determine how much of a risk the heavy metals pose and what steps need to be taken. So guys, that is all the good news I could fit into this week's episode of the Fairly Lame Podcast. Uh, and I just want to thank you again for all the incredible support from you all last year. And yeah, cannot wait to see what 2024 holds, not only for me and Fairly Lame, 
but all of you out in the fairly lame community as well. Uh, and yeah, keep sending through all the good environmental news stories that you come across and tune into next week's episode to see uh, which ones make the cut. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys then. Have a good rest of the day. Drive to the gym, whatever the hell you're doing. We'll see you guys then. See ya.